Guys, I want to welcome you this evening to our uh, Good Friday service. I, I think um, tonight, today, I hope you spent some time uh, reflecting on what our Savior did for us today. And so tonight is kind of a, a little bit somber of a night, I think, and, and probably it should be um, because of what he did for us. So we're going to open with a word of prayer, then we're going to have a worship song, and we got some specials tonight uh, before we go into kind of a mini-sermon devotion, and then we're going to all take uh, communion together. So I welcome you here, w- welcome the ones who are going to be watching online with us tonight. So let's go to the Lord in prayer uh, together. Lord Jesus, we, we come here tonight, Lord, to, um, to worship you. And, uh, and, and it is a, a day that we shouldn't ever, ever take for granted. And it should be a day that we, and a time that when we think on your death and what you did for us, and we talk about that tonight, Lord, that, that it just draws us to you in, in, a, in humble love and thankfulness and for what you were willing to do for us and when we, don't, when we just don't deserve it. And so tonight, Lord, we want to worship you. We worship you for what you were willing to do for us on the cross, that you were willing to pay our penalty, Lord. And so, Lord, tonight we, we lift our voices in worship, we read the word in worship, and we take communion, Lord, in worship, and we, uh, we look forward to the day, uh, Lord, when you return, and we can spend all eternity with you. Lord, tonight we honor you and we love you. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Please stand as we begin singing.
All right, you may be seated tonight. We have uh, some specials this evening, and we're going to start off the evening with, uh, with Casey.
was broken, mine was mended. He became sin, now I am clean. The cross he carried bore my burden. The nails that held him set me free. Suffering brought me healing. 
spilled his blood to fill my soul. His crown of thorns made me royalty. His sorrow gave me joy untold. His life for mine. His life for mine. How could it ever be that he would die? God's son would die to save a wretch like me. What love divine he gave his life for mine. He was despised and rejected, stripped of his garments and oppressed. I am love and accepted, and I wear Amen. Thank you, ladies. Uh, if you would stand with me tonight, let's read God's word together in honor of him. Matthew chapter 27, Matthew chapter 27, verses 46 through 50. Matthew chapter 27, verses 46 through 50. And about the ninth hour... Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, this man is calling Elijah. And one of them at once ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. But others said, wait, let's see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, again, we're here tonight, Lord, to, to worship you, to honor you in song and reading of your word. And Lord, be with us this evening, be with our community, Lord, that we can spread the truth of what you did as we remember it tonight. Lord, let us as the church, as brothers and sisters here tonight, remember the sacrifice you gave us. Lord, we love you and we thank you. In your name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Just a quick announcement before uh, we go downstairs. There is going to be something for the kids later on, but Sierra wanted me to make sure and tell everybody not to let the kids go downstairs uh, until uh, we're ready for that. But uh, like I said earlier, I think tonight is really kind of a, a somber night. You're, you're not going to probably hear me rant and rave tonight and run around and get too excited. Um, it is a night to be thankful, obviously, for what uh, Jesus has done for us. But I want to focus tonight on, on what he said on the cross. And I think there's a reason why he said it. And I think the reason uh, why he said it was obviously for us. Uh, for us to know what he was doing for us. And so I want to focus on, on this uh, Eli, Eli, Lama Sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And it's kind of one of those things that's really on the surface hard to understand 
uh, when, we, when we think about the sense that Jesus was at that moment being forsaken by the Father. Uh, it is certain, though, that, that God the Father did approve of his work and was approving of his work that he was doing. But Jesus here is, an, is innocent. He's blameless. Jesus was God in flesh. Uh, and this cry out was also a fulfillment, once again, of prophecy. If you, turn, if you want to turn, or I can just read it for you, but it's Psalms 22, verse 1. Psalm 22, verse 1, it says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me from the words of my groaning? Well, the book of Isaiah gives us a little bit of insight on why Jesus said this. Some of the songs tonight that we just heard gave us a whole lot of insight on why Jesus said this. But I want to read the book of Isaiah 53, 4 through 5. It says this, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. So Jesus, at this moment, when the Father has turned from him, the reason why the Father was turning from him was our sins were being put on him. He was becoming the punishment for our sins. And I think some of these songs tonight, they talk about it on a personal level of what Jesus did for me. And, and I really hope tonight that you think about this in a personal manner. Not that Jesus went to the cross to save the sins of the world, but he went to the cross to pay for your sins, that he was there for you. You know, tonight I think, and I think to really make this personal, we have to think, and we should think, that the reason why Jesus was on the cross was because of you and me. The reason why he was there was you and me. Sometimes I think, we like to think that it was other people maybe that put uh, Jesus on the cross. Or we want to blame maybe the religious leaders or uh, who didn't believe in Jesus. Or we want to blame the, the Romans. I mean, they were the one that had even before this point had tortured him had whipped him so severely that it, it almost could have led to death, had, had placed a crown of thorns on his head, had mocked him. He had, he had been taken before Pilate, the Roman governor, and the people cried out to let a murderer and a thief go free and send Jesus to the cross. And I think a lot of times we, we like to blame those people or we think, well, it was them who put Jesus on the cross. If I would have been there, I wouldn't have put Jesus on the cross. But we did. We were the ones. We're the reason why he went to the cross. We, we, we put Jesus on the cross. Our sins put Jesus on the cross. Galatians 3.13 says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. Well, what does that mean? What is the curse of the law? What is God's law? It's commandments. All of God's law is written on our heart. How do we know that? It's called our conscience. That's how we know it's wrong to lie, cheat, steal. It's wrong to murder. We've talked a lot about that this week in this church. It's wrong to hate people. How do we know that? Because God's written that. Romans chapter 1 says it's been written on the hearts of every man. So no one's without excuse. So we think about that and you think about this verse in Galatians. He redeemed us from that curse. What is the curse? That we've sinned. And there's a punishment for that sin. That punishment is eternal separation. So on the cross, as he cries out, Father, why have you forsaken me? He is becoming the curse. He is literally on the cross the sin offering for us. He is the sin offering and he was willing to die in our place. I think tonight we need to remember that we deserve the cross. We deserve it. We deserve 
what he received. So he died in our place. You have to make that personal. You have to make that personal. And when you start to really, I mean, man, I get emotional about tonight. I do. When I think about this because, man, I deserve the bad things that I've done in my life. I deserve the cross. I deserve the punishment. And yet Jesus was willing to die in my place. And when you think of it like that, when you make it personal, tonight becomes more important to you. And not only does it become more important tonight, become more important, that changes your life. So make sure we get this. This isn't going to be a full sermon. All right, but I want to make sure you understand this. Jesus Christ, God in flesh. Colossians chapter 1 says, the creator of the universe. John chapter 1, verse 1 says, in the beginning was the word. He was in the beginning. From the very beginning, his death on the cross was God's manifestation of his rejection of sin, of how serious he takes sin, and that the creator of the universe was willing to take my place. So at this moment when Jesus cries out, why have you forsaken me? The sins of the world are being placed on the Son. But I don't even, I know that's what scripture says, but you need to make it personal. You have to make it personal. Because if you don't make it personal, you don't have a personal relationship with him. You have to make it personal. 2 Corinthians 5.21 was playing out when Jesus says this. It says, for our sake, for our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin. So that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. So at that moment, the God in flesh who had lived a perfect life, who had never done anything wrong. Scripture says Jesus was perfect. How do we know that? Because he was the perfect sacrifice. We'll talk a little bit about that Sunday. I encourage you to come back Sunday. Tonight's Friday, it's the, the part that's sad, but in order for Sunday to happen, Friday had to happen. So tonight, we, we, we look at this and we, we see that he was made, this guy who was this, this God in flesh, God in flesh, Jesus Christ, went to the cross and he was made sin. Even though he had never sinned, he was made sin so that we could become righteous in God's eyes. Not by our own effort, but by his effort on the cross. Now, the second part of that verse, I really, really love. And, and, it, and it kind of ties, finishes this up a little bit. It tells us that even though we deserve death, even though we deserve the cross, we deserve separation from God for all eternity, we can through what Jesus did on the cross, be righteous in God's eyes. We can be justified in God's eyes. That should be a reason tonight for brothers and sisters, for us to fall down on our knees with tears and be thankful for what Jesus did for us on Good Friday. Because once again, without Friday, we don't have Sunday. Without tonight... Without, without what we're celebrating tonight, we're dead in our sins. We have no hope. But because of what Jesus did, we have hope. Jesus, as we mentioned, was also pointing them back to Psalms chapter, Psalm 22. If you go back and read that whole psalm, you're going to see a whole bunch of fulfilled prophecies in that psalm. You're going to see a whole bunch of those. And tonight I want to close with this. I want to close with this. I want to remind you of another prophecy about Jesus. And it's 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17. It says this, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise 
Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So we will always be with the Lord. Because of what Jesus did on the cross, because of what he did, we can spend all eternity, all eternity with him in heaven. That is amazing. That's amazing. Imagine the day tonight. We're going to take communion here in a few minutes, but imagine the day tonight when we, brothers and sisters, will be with Jesus forever. You know what I'm not going to be doing in that day? Sending out any more prayer requests for people that have broken bones or surgeries or deaths of their loved ones. Scripture tells us there's no more death. Death was defeated on the cross. And we're going to see that Sunday. I encourage you to come back Sunday. Imagine what it's going to be like. No more sin. No more pain. No more death. All because he defeated it on the cross. No more ornery preachers that become sinful. We're going to be perfect. The perfect righteousness of, of Christ. Man. That's going to be awesome. Tonight... As I close, we're, we're going to close our service tonight by taking communion. And, and, and there's a, every time we take the Lord's Supper and we remember Him, it should be very, very special and important. But this is to, a, a night where we are celebrating and remembering the death of our Lord Jesus for us. So before we, we celebrate that tonight, I... I do want to read what Scripture says in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. It gives us a warning here. We, we, have a, um, we have an open communion here at Crossbridge. We don't require that you be a member of this church to take communion with us. What is required of you by Scripture is that you not take it in an unworthy manner. What is an unworthy manner? If you have never professed Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. I would encourage you tonight to not to take communion. Don't take communion. Paul says in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty seven through 30, he says you would be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. And so he says, examine yourself. Examine yourself before you do this. Tonight, before we take communion, we're going to have a couple of minutes where you can examine yourself before the Lord. Have you professed Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? You know, everything tonight has been about a personal thing. What Jesus did for you, me, making it personal. If you don't have a personal relationship with the Lord, I encourage you, I implore you tonight. Scripture says today is the day of salvation. Don't, don't take another day without trusting in what Jesus did on the cross. Believing that he rose again and defeated death and that he was the perfect sacrifice. If you don't do that, haven't done that, Please don't take communion tonight. The second thing is in examining ourselves, this unworthy manner, is, is if I'm living in open, rebellious sin against God, don't take communion tonight until you have gotten right with the Lord. Don't take communion tonight. If you're, uh, like I said, you don't have to be a member here to do that, uh, to, to, to take communion with us. But I want us to encourage us tonight to remember what Jesus did on the cross for you. That he was made sin for you. Your sins were put on him. We deserve the punishment. And yet, what do we have? We have freedom. We have freedom. We have forgiveness. We have an abundant life in our Lord. I'm going to ask our elders to come at this time. We're going to take just a couple of minutes, and if you need to uh, pray, you can do that. We'll, we'll, we'll have a song. If you would like one of us to pray with you, uh, you can do that. We'll be more than happy to. I'm going to, you, you, can, you don't even have to stand tonight. Just quiet time. If you want to come and pray, you can. Uh, we'll be more than happy to pray with you. We're going to play a, a short song. I'm going to pray, and then we'll do the short song. Lord Jesus, tonight we're here again, and we love you, Lord, and we, we thank you for what you did for us on the cross, Lord. You were willing and obedient to going and doing it for us. And Lord, tonight we worship you for that. 
Lord, I pray tonight for the people that are sitting here. Lord, I pray for the ones watching online tonight. If they don't know you, if they don't, if they don't know, have a personal relationship, know you, Lord, I pray tonight that your Holy Spirit will convict them. That they will see they have a great need in their life and it's for you and what you did on the cross. Lord, I pray for my brothers and sisters here tonight that we'll make this personal. That it's personal tonight for us. That we'll remember that. And in remembering what you did for us, we honor you and we worship you by everything that we do. It's in your name I pray. Amen. The night that Jesus was betrayed, before he was crucified, he gathered with his disciples. Matthew chapter 26 tells us they, they gathered to celebrate the Passover meal. And Jesus said this in Matthew 26, 26 and 27. He said, as they were eating, Jesus took bread and after blessing it, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. And he took a cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink it, all of you, for this is the blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Uh, tonight, once again, before we pray and, and pass out communion, uh, you don't have to be a member here, just that you are a professed follower of Christ. Uh, we will pass the communion out. We will take it together. So I'm going to ask Josh if he would please uh, bless tonight the bread. I know we have the kids in here also this evening. So parents, uh, you, you know if your child has professed Christ as, as their Savior and, and presented before the church. So please uh, let your child take communion. If they have, if they haven't, please don't let them take communion tonight.
Jesus said, Jesus took a piece of uh, bread and he said, take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Take, eat, and eat. And he took the cup and he gave thanks for the cup. I'm going to ask Max if you would bless the cup. Take ye and drink. When they had finished, Scripture says they went out rejoicing. Rejoicing. Tonight, if you have taken communion with us, you have a reason to rejoice because you are justified in God's eyes. Uh, I'm going to ask you to stand tonight, and Wes is going to lead us in amazing grace, and then Miss Sierra will come up here, and they have a, uh, an Easter egg hunt. I know that we're going to be getting to, but she'll have instructions for that for the kids, and um, definitely the kids will need to stay up here until uh, it's over. But I'm going to ask Wes if you would lead us uh, in singing tonight. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I am found, was blind. But now I see. Here and do a couple of uh, announcements here about the Easter egg hunt. I want to invite you Sunday. Sunday morning at 7 a.m. we have sunrise service. During sunrise service, the guys are going to be cooking breakfast downstairs. We'll eat breakfast around 7.30, and then we have Sunday school at 9, worship service at 10. So I encourage you to bring your families uh, bring someone that maybe, maybe they don't have a personal relationship with the Lord. Bring them Sunday. We share the gospel every time uh, we stand behind this pulpit. So I invite you to do that. Instructions for tonight, sis.